You're listening to episode 137 of the Fitness Empowerment Podcast, and today we are covering the topic of five fit tips and health hacks that we might fear a little bit in 2020. Hey there, and welcome to or welcome back to the show. My name is Danny. I am your host, and on this podcast, I'm focused on sharing with you different ways to increase your energy, decrease your stress, and save you time so that you feel empowered to go after the life you want. Today's topic is focused on fitness and health, and the inspiration for this episode came from coaches of mine who covered 25 different fitness tips leading up to Christmas on their podcast, and I am putting my own spin on these topics for the new year. So I took the 25 tips and I broke them down into five different categories, and we are on the third, fourth, I think, fourth different category um, for the, so we're getting through 15, 16 through 20 of these 25 different tips. So before we get into the content of this episode, I want to remind you to join my email list and subscribe to the podcast so that you don't miss out on any podcast episodes in the future. I also send out show notes in my podcast email so that you don't have to take notes while listening to these nuggets of wisdom. So definitely pause this episode and click on that link in the show notes to make sure you're a part of the list. Now, are you ready for these five health hacks that you might be afraid of in 2020? Hopefully you won't have a fear after we are done discussing. Number one, coffee and caffeine. Thinking about where the fear comes from in this is kind of funny. I don't think any of us are physically afraid of the cup of coffee or the can with the energy drink inside it, but more so what the caffeine in those drinks can do to our health. If you look for research focused on the benefits of caffeine, coffee, tea, and energy drinks, etc., you're going to find it. Alternatively, if you're looking for research supporting the negative effects for caffeine, coffee, tea, and energy drinks, you will also find it. There's such a large context gap with all of these items. Really, it comes down to how caffeine affects you as an individual person. Personally, I've had quite a journey with caffeine, and I'm happy to say that I found a happy medium right now with having one espresso drink per day, most of the time, usually not on weekends, one caffeinated ketone drink per day, and one uncaffeinated ketone drink per day. So this is quite a jump from the two to three energy drinks or three to five coffees I used to have every day. The struggle there, not only financially, was the more caffeine I had, the more I felt I needed, um, like, yeah, like the more, the more I had, the more I wanted more. So it was like this vicious cycle. The more I had also, the more anxious I felt and the more assistance I felt like I needed to fall asleep and therefore the more caffeine I needed to wake up the next day. So it was just, you know, the more I had, the more I needed, the more I needed sleep, the more I needed more energy. Like it was just never ending. Very, very frustrating. I mean, can you relate to that? I, I can't be the only one. I know I'm not the only one. <laughs> so... Um, to make it simple, I feel like if you're clinging on to caffeine for dear life in order to function, then I recommend you start decreasing your doses on weekends or days off and you'll start to find you need a little less caffeine during the week or on work days to get your tasks completed. Number two, don't fear drinking too much water. Look, most of us are dehydrated most of the time. We really just aren't used to having enough water in our systems, and that is probably where the initial struggle comes into play. 
As soon as a little more water than usual is introduced into our system, we're in the bathroom every 30 minutes, right? Like such a pain on a road trip or when you have back-to-back -back business calls or you're in the office with meetings, like I get it. I think the secret here is to add in a little bit at a time and get consistent with the amount you drink daily. I personally like to drink about three-fourths to one gallon of water per day. I've also made this a habit across years of bodybuilding style training and nutrition. Personally, I also don't care if I have to stop every 30 minutes to an hour on a road trip. I like to get out and stretch my legs and it, I just I just build in more time to make sure that I, like I just leave earlier in the morning if I know I'm gonna take longer to get there because I stop a lot. So you gotta find what works for you, but if it's starting with an extra four ounces a day, get consistent with that extra four ounces a day and then add it, you know, increase it to six and then increase it to eight. Like slowly but surely do it in baby steps. Number three, excess sleep. Why might you be afraid of excess sleep? I'm kind of chuckling to myself while trying to think of the best answer here. And what I've come up with is as an entrepreneur or maybe a busy working adult or busy parents, you're afraid of FOMO. You're afraid of missing out. You're afraid that someone else is hustling harder than you or that you've missed out on your kid's life somewhere or you're gonna miss out on you know time with your other half, your significant other. Whatever it is, you're afraid of missing out on something or that you're not getting enough done and somebody else is beating you to that next level of life. You know, in college I was able to consistently run off of five hours of sleep. I mean, midnight to 5 a.m. was very normal. Even in the military, it was a good night with six hours. Now I'm finding that seven to eight hours is the sweet spot to me. And I'm honestly very shocked. A lot of times when I go to bed at between nine and 10 and on the weekend, I don't wake up until 7.30, eight o'clock. Like I'm still kind of mind blown when that happens. And then I just say, well, Danny, I guess you really needed some extra sleep. Cool, you're gonna have a lot of extra energy today. So I definitely have FOMO frequently and I have to remember that when I give myself more time to rest and recover and I get that full seven to eight hours of sleep, I function at a much higher level. I complete my tasks faster and I'm more present with the people that I care about. Does this mean I need to focus on my nightly routine and go to bed between nine or 10 p.m. instead of staying up with my husband to watch the latest episode of The Mandalorian? Yes, it totally does. And while it's difficult to tear myself away from that sometimes at night, I, I don't find that I regret sleeping in the morning. Not sleeping in, but like, I don't regret the fact when I wake up that I got solid eight, seven to eight hours of sleep that night. So consider what you need to do every day to be okay with getting more sleep. If it means less Netflix at night, that might be something you need to put your focus on. I used to drink five to six espresso beverages a day. Yes, local coffee shops and Starbucks loved me. However, I also had a lot of stress and feelings of anxiety. I was tired of being tired and tired of being stressed. I mean, what kind of a life is it to drink excessive amounts of caffeine in order to function daily and then be so wired that you have to take way too many sleep assistance supplements to fall asleep? So. What changed things for me? Prove it ketones. This powder that I shake up with ice and water has given me the natural energy I had been craving.
the energy that kind of makes me feel like Wonder Woman because instead of my heart beating out of my chest, I feel laser focus and mental clarity to the nth degree. Yes, it's literally insane. <laughs> Best of all, I don't have to follow a ketogenic diet to continue receiving these awesome ketone energy benefits. I can just shake up my drink and conquer my day with energy that doesn't also bring along stress. So if you're curious, which I hope you are, then I invite you to watch a short video about this energy supplement at danny.experienceketo.com. Again, that's danny, D-A-N-Y-E dot experienceketo, K-E-T-O dot com. Seriously, I don't want to go a day without private ketones. Okay, number four, taking time off. This one definitely piggybacks off of getting excess sleep. I mean, it is so difficult, it seems, to take time off these days. Scheduling time off for me is, it really is a struggle because I know I need to physically separate myself from my work in order to relax and become creative and not feel so in the weeds that I resent my work. But on the flip side, as a service provider, when I am not working, I am not making money. And in the beginning stages of a business, this is terrifying. <laughs> not being able to pay a bill potentially is terrifying. Now, I've also worked myself into the ground multiple times in my first one to two years of business, which caused me to be so stressed out that I became sick, and then the sickness forced me to take time off. Wouldn't you rather be taking time off because you strategically scheduled it? Shouldn't time off be relaxing and rejuvenating instead of spent under the blanket feeling achy and awful because you're recovering? I mean, not that this is new news, but we hear it on every flight we take. Put your oxygen mask on first before helping others. Help yourself and take the time off so that you can show up for your family, friends, and clients even better. Y'all, like I just, I constantly remind myself that when I first started my business, I didn't know this and I didn't take time off and I just wanted to hustle. And when I got married, we went to Disney for our honeymoon and my husband and I both got sick for the entirety of our husband, of our husband, of our honeymoon. And I know a lot of that was related to stress. I was, my body was so tired. I was so stressed out from working and trying to build a business that by the time I actually had time off, I wasn't able to enjoy it in the way that I really wanted to because I was sick because my body said, oh, you have time to get sick and recover? Cool. We're going to take this. So I just, you know, it's a constant reminder and I hope that maybe my reminder can be a reminder for you to take the time off before your body forces yourself to take that time off. So food for thought, I'm very passionate about that. <laughs> Number five, lift heavy things. Do not be afraid to lift heavy things. I do not want you to be afraid of lifting heavy things. I don't know how long it's going to take for the world to catch on. I do understand that different people have different genetics and their bodies are shaped differently and their bodies respond to weights differently, but there's too much evidence in the physique, science, and bodybuilding community to continue the thought process of, if I lift more weight, I'm going to bulk up. Of course, there are a lot of lifestyle choices that come into effect here as well, like your nutrition, like your cardio, like your sleep and stress levels, to name a few. Hormones play a big factor as well. Lifting heavy weights will not make you bulky. I do have clients that fear lifting a 10-pound dumbbell, and I'm telling you all, if you're afraid 
to lift the 10 pound dumbbell, but you're happy to lift the five pound dumbbell twice as many times, then we need to work on some science and mindset training behind the volume aspect of training. Now, this also comes down to what you like doing. If you simply don't like lifting heavy weights, then, you know, forcing you to lift heavy weights isn't, isn't going to be enjoyable. And then it's just a mute point. But, um, you know, I've been lifting heavy weights for about 15 years now, and I'm still not bulky. Like lifting heavy weight and putting a stress and resistance on your muscles helps your body to build lean muscle mass, which is essentially um, what we really need to keep and maintain as we get older. Like that is essential for our body. The more lean muscle mass we have, the better off our body composition and the shape and tone of our body will be. The faster your metabolism will be and the more calories you can burn, the more energy you'll have, the better you will feel. I often hear, I want to be toned. And that, my friends, means that you want to lose some fat and show off the tone or the lean muscle mass in your body. Well, to have that tone to show off instead of just looking skinny when you lose that fat, you need to have built up some lean muscle mass by increasing your weights. I know I could go on about this for a long time, and I know there's a lot of context we can't get to, and you might be thinking... Danny, I know my body and every time I lift weights, I feel bulky and I don't like it. And you know, if I don't understand your full situation, you're right. There might be a lot of other factors at play. And again, it comes down to what you like doing, what feels good for you and what you can be consistent with. So if you don't like the results you have, I'm going to encourage you to do something different. I hope that involves lifting heavy things, lifting weights, picking them up, putting them down. But if it's not because you enjoy group fitness in some other way and you are happy with those results, then by all means, that's the right move for you. So I hope that you take this in the right way and understand that there are a lot of great benefits to lifting heavy things. But at the end of the day, if that doesn't make you happy in your particular lifestyle, then it's not for you. So off my soapbox, that was number five. (laughs) Let's recap. Today we discussed five different trends to avoid um, or that we shouldn't fear. Uh, We shouldn't be afraid of doing these things in 2020. So number one, um, we shouldn't be afraid of drinking coffee and caffeine. Number two, um, don't be afraid of drinking too much water. Number three, don't be afraid of excess sleep. Number four, I don't want you to fear or be afraid of taking time off. And number five, I don't want you to be afraid of lifting heavy things if that's something that you want to try to put into your lifestyle to achieve a different end result. Okay, as a reminder, as always, if you are driving, maybe you were at the gym um, and you love today's message, but you couldn't take notes, then I have you covered. Check the link out in my show notes below or on social media to sign up for my email list. And those show notes will be sent direct to your inbox. If you're already on the list, then the show notes are in your inbox. So go check that out. That is going to wrap things up for us today. I want to hear from you. What health trends should we not fear in 2020? please share those with me by emailing danny at the or sending me a DM on Instagram at Danny Phillips and your fit tip may be featured on the next episode. Again, make sure you are subscribed to the Fitness Empowerment Podcast so that you don't miss out on future podcast episodes. And next week, our category of discussion will be five things that we should do more of in 2020. I hope you have an amazing week and I will talk to you in the next episode. Bye for now.